0: Johnson's Wax program with Bibber McGee and Molly. Oh. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coats present Pibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Bud Steffen, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. You remember how hard women used to work shining and polishing their linoleum floors? If so, you'll know why Johnson's smooth spreading, quick drying glue, almost twice the familiar yellow container with the bright red band. When Mrs. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista announced that she had a lot of housework to do today, Mr. McGee did a very thoughtful thing for her. He went downtown and stayed there. <laughs> but the peace and quiet is all over now because here he comes bounding up the front steps with a newspaper in his hand as we join Fibber McGee and Molly.
1: Hey, Molly. Hey, Molly, where are you? Oh, there you are. Boy, oh, boy, take a gander at this story in the paper, kiddo. This is the best thing. Eee. Huh?
2: I'm in here. That's the hat rack you're talking
1: to. Oh. I wondered why you were wearing your hat over your ear that way. (laughs) Look, how would you like for me to come trotting home this afternoon with a thousand bucks in my pocket, Tootsie? With how many policemen closing in on you? No, no, don't you worry. This is legitimate. Here's the whole story right here on page one. You see this
3: picture? Who is it? Oh. Martin M. Middleton, millionaire mustard manufacturer... Visiting our city.
1: Now, take a good look at that puss, pet, because he's the guy that when I see him this afternoon, I'm the one he's going to give a thousand bucks to me.
3: How is that again?
1: I says old man Middleton is traveling around the country, seat looking for a new advertising slogan for Middleton's mustard.
3: Yes, but you see... And
1: it says here that he'll pay a thousand bucks cash for the right one. Where's a pencil? Where's some paper? I want to jot down a couple of dynamite ideas before I forget them, as soon as I can think of some.
3: Well, there's a pencil on the desk, but... Oh, just a minute, dearie. Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello there, kids. Watch up, Johnny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just getting ready to think up some advertising slogans, Oldtimer, for Middleton's mustard.
4: Mustard, eh? Yeah. Oh, Johnny, you'll never
2: cut it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Never mind the corny cracks. Besides, what, hey, that might be an idea for a slogan at that. If you want to cut the mustard as a hostess, serve Middleton's. Where's the pencil, Molly? i better write that down. No, before...
3: McGee,
4: no.
1: Well, okay, but... Glad what...
4: to help you out, son. I used to be in the ad game myself, you know. Yeah? Had quite a high position with a big outfit in Chicago. You
1: did? What was your outfit?
4: A pair of ten-foot stilts and a sandwich board, Johnny. <laughs> I was sensational.
3: My goodness, I'd like to have seen you on those stilts. I've always wondered how those fellas walk around without breaking their necks.
4: You wondered. (laughs) I took more bad spills than a fat girl with weak ankles in a roller derby. I had me some very interesting experiences on them stilts, though, kids. Yeah. (laughs) Did you ever get your face slapped through a second-story window, Johnny?
1: (laughs) No, but I've had my shins kicked under a bridge table. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, look, I'm trying to... Pick...
4: I carried a sign advertising solid peanuts for a while, but I finally gave it up and went to work in a bakery.
1: I see. You got tired working for peanuts and started making real dough, eh?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: My gosh, don't
1: you get it, Molly? It's a complicated pun based on the similarities... Ain't to...
3: funny, McGee.
2: Oh. Too subtle, eh? <laughs> well, anyhow, what Personally, I... Personally,
4: think... I found it very amusing, daughter. But I got to get home now and rest up. Got a long, dreary evening of TV ahead
3: of me. Oh, television?
4: Nope. Tessie VanderSnap, old girlfriend.
3: <laughs>
4: Very boring character. So long.
3: So long, old timer.
1: <laughs> now I better sharpen some pencils and get going here, kiddo. Soon as I read this newspaper story, I phoned old man Middleton at the hotel, see? And I told him to do nothing until he heard from me, see?
3: Very thoughtful. what did hmm. he say?
1: Now, don't worry. He'll change his attitude. <laughs> when he reads the kind of slogans I'll dream up. Hand me a ream of paper out of the hall closet there, will you, while I get something to eat? I think better when I'm something. Head-
3: Hold everything, dearie. Come in. Oh, for goodness sakes, it's Mr. Kramer's nephew
1: Well, what do you know, Milt Spilk
3: Come in, Milton
5: uh, Oh, Mrs. McGee, hi, Mr. McGee Hi, Milt,
1: everything okay at the drugstore? Did you work this summer? You back in school now?
5: Yes, sir, no, sir,
1: yes, sir
3: okay. <laughs> I was just telling Uncle Ed yesterday Uncle Ed, Mr. Kramer, you mean?
5: Yes, ma'am, he isn't really my uncle, actually I just call him Uncle Ed because he and my grandmother were brothers and sisters
2: <laughs> Both
5: of them? Yes, sir. You see, Uncle Ed's mother was a Merriweather. Oh. Of the Boston Murrayweathers, only she married a Democrat.
2: I see. Then
5: Uncle Ed married a girl named Hannigan. But you see, my grandmother was a butler.
1: What was your grandfather, an upstairs maid?
2: No,
5: his name was Hudson, Mr. McGee. He was real fat. Oh, I've heard of Hudson's Bay. <laughs>
1: Well, I'd like to hear more about your family tree sometime, Milt, but uh, i got to get to work.
5: Oh, I can't stay anyhow, Mr. McGee. I just stopped in to see if I left some medicine here last summer.
3: Last summer?
5: Before you left on vacation, I had some medicine for Mrs. De McDonald, and hmm. I left it someplace.
3: Oh.
5: oh? Well, Uncle Ed lost the prescription, and Dr. Gamble forgot what he wrote. So we've been waiting for you to come back so I could deliver it.
3: <laughs> oh, heavenly days, Milton. That was months ago. What happened to Mrs. McDonald's?
5: Well, she finally got tired of waiting for it, and she went ahead and got well anyhow. <laughs> Boy, was Uncle Ed sore. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: that's tough on the drug business. Well, if you left anything here, Milt, it's there in the hall closet. Take a look if you want. Oh,
3: this door here? Oh, no, don't let him open. Oh, let the kid have his son.
0: Orchestra and Huckle Buck.
1: Let's approach this scientific. What happens if you bite into a hot dog with a lot of mustard on it like I just done? It bites you back. Ha 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 ha. Aha. Aha. Now I'm getting someplace. Middleton's mustard. An extra bite in every sandwich. You hear that one, Molly?
3: Yes, I heard it.
1: No. <laughs> you don't like it?
3: Well, it didn't exactly knock my hat over my eyes, no. dearie.
1: They'll get better as I go along. Let me see now. What's the housewife's angle on this thing, Molly? What well, is the
3: housewife, sir? I tried Middleton's mustard once and didn't like it. Oh? It's got a bite like a starving alligator. <laughs> mm.
1: Pretty strong, ain't it?
3: Well, let's just say that my brother spilled some on his hand once and is now known in Peoria as three fingered Driscoll. <laughs>
2: Well,
1: then let's capitalize on that. Let's get a slogan like, uh, Middleton's mustard is... Hey, do you think it's strong enough to dissolve a piece of steak?
3: I don't know. Why?
1: I thought of a swell slogan. If you use Middleton's mustard, you'll never
3: have any
2: beef.
3: (laughs) Well, that's a little derogatory, dearie. Sort of negative, as it were. Seems to me we need more of a... Come in. Well, for goodness sakes, if it isn't a good doctor. Come in, Dr. Gamble.
6: Thank you, my dear. And how are you today, Wallop? <laughs> what do you mean, Wallop? That's fellow, spelled backwards. And you're... <laughs> and you're as backward a fellow as I ever knew.
3: Now, I wouldn't say that, Doctor. It takes a pretty bright mind to write prize-winning slogans.
6: Slogans? Who wrote what slogan for whom and for how much?
3: McGee is writing one for Middleton's mustard.
6: Can you think of a faster,
1: cleaner way to pick up a thousand slugs, old tonsil twiddler? Not that I'm in your class as a fee grabber.
3: What do you mean, dearie?
1: You can always jockey a patient into a dark x-ray room in his socks in a nightie while your nurse goes through his pockets to see how big of an operation you can stick him for.
2: <laughs>
6: I don't work with any accomplices. I just use my brains. Well, your brains and my nurse have one thing in common, Lemonhead. Yeah? They're both off on Tuesdays. <laughs> Tell me more about your new career in advertising.
3: Read him the slogans, McGee. You want to hear them, Doctor?
6: Not particularly. Can I avoid it in any way?
3: <laughs> no, he could yell them out before you could reach the door. Go ahead, McGee, read them.
1: Well, I just got a couple of them here. Slogan number one. Put Middleton's mustard on your ham and make it snappy. Oh,
3: I hadn't heard that one, McGee. That's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's my favorite. How you like it, Doc? Let's hear the other one. Slogan number. <laughs> Slogan number two. Cheer, cheer, the tang's all here with Middleton's mustard. Oh, brother. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that one I think we can throw out, dearie.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't care so much for that one myself.
6: But you never know what a guy like Middleton will go for. That is where I have the advantage of you, Eggface. What hmm? do you
3: mean, Doctor?
6: I went to college with Martin M. Middleton. We were both Phi Delts. My gosh, you mean you were sorority brothers? Yes.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: That's wonderful. Call him up, Docky. Tell him you got a friend that's a kind of a genius with slogans. And while you don't want to ask any special favors, you consider it a special favor. Now, wait a minute. Wait
6: a minute, Lip. Hold that phone.
3: (laughs) I I thought you knew him, Doctor.
6: I do. I lived in the same fraternity house with him for four years. And a stuffier, more egotistical, fat-headed moron I have never met. We hated the sight of each other. Wow. If I mentioned your name to him, he'd hire a gunman to shoot you down in a dark alley. No, Sonny, I'm afraid you're on your own this time. And good luck with it,
2: mustard mouth. Go on, <laughs> buddy.